Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And I have to go get my laundry. I just realized it's in the dryer. Well, can I go? This is no, the only time. You're going to have to wait because I just, these people okay. are listening okay. to podcasts. All right, fine, podcast. fine, fine. I'm Lauren. And I'm Eric. Very busy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self obsessed. <laughs> busy lady i double doozy on everything if you're a busy lady then I'm, why i'm doing kegels <laughs> right now <laughs> why do i see you always tweeting being like just f- sitting with my feet up tweeting is exhausting eating homemade cheetos that my mom made for justice still waiting on those <laughs> um do you really have to do laundry it's okay um should we get into show nuts let's do it uh first of all rate us on itunes and please tell your friends to rate us on iTunes. Yeah. Five yes, stars. Yes, yes, Just tell yes. your friend to listen even. Yeah, that's, that's true. I'm fine with that. <laughs> that's true. I, I said that wrong. Tell your friends just to listen. That's a good start. You that's shouldn't ask them to start. rate us without right. even listening. Right. But this really helps um, us to get other like new fun listeners because yeah. that's how iTunes um, features podcasts. And any friend of yours is a friend of ours. And any friend of ours is a cheesecake lover. <laughs> <laughs> we always say that. It's cross-stitched on my pillow. It's it's kind of our saying. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, call the big listen. Why don't you make me? Just kidding. Yes, oh, I will. You, okay. Um, but the thing is, like, Eric and I can't do it right. because our voices it's are famous. <laughs> So someone else has to do it. Call 202-885-POD1 or email biglisten at org. Also, we cannot do this email thing because they'll be on to us. It's so true. We need someone else to do it. It's so true. Do it and do it tonight. Yeah. What else are you doing? I have laundry. <laughs> okay. I have cheesecake to get through. <laughs> Um, I wanted to bring your attention really quickly. The Work It Festival is going on like as we speak. It's like a, a podcasting conference in LA. And I just thought it was funny because um, this woman named Beandria July, uh, was at beandria.com on Twitter, she tweeted a photo from the festival and it's just of um, a slide that at the Work It Festival they were saying describes most podcasts today. And there's four things that most podcasts are doing. And I wanted to see if we were doing them. Oh, my gosh. Like four problems that podcasts are just overdoing yeah. it with. Yeah. Okay. Number one, men going on about things. Oh, yes. We do that. It's me. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, guilty as charged. <laughs> um, whispery crime. I think we, we, we have been... Guilty of that one also. I think we generally stay away from whispery crime. That's true. When we do crime, it's pretty loud. When we do crime, we scream, we whisper out other things. That's true. Yeah. We do like whispery advice and shouty crime. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, whew, safe. Check. Um, millennials talking over each other. <laughs> That's oh, definitely we're us. terrible. I mean, but we're only sort of technically millennials. We're not really like... Uh, yeah millennials in in, we, we, in we, spirit well we technically are and we technically talk over each other so technically yeah. guilty guilty um and then two out of three so should far. be 20 minutes shorter <laughs> absolutely guilty. so three maybe we out can of use four. these tips um to improve our podcast well first of all i want you to you have to keep talking over me because I'm talking too much. And which is I the first have to one. scream and not whisper. And it can't be about crime. <laughs> it can't be about crime. I mean, luckily, we really do. We don't really talk about crime anymore. We did a few of the true crimes in the beginning. And now we just kind of steer clear because 
it's a little oversaturated. There's a lot of crime out there. Yeah. I mean, we want this to be a happy place for y'all. It's so true. Yeah. Um, which is why we also don't always do politics stuff because that's not fun too. This is a safe place. <laughs> um, and also, um, raise your hand if you got called out on the dumbbells again. Miss Passhole, you're so lucky. They are gonna think they're gonna start like worrying because I'm so obsessed with their podcast. Okay, so the dumbbells <laughs> is the workout podcast where it's two comedians. It's more about comedy than working out. Yeah, but um, there's this machine at the gym, which I don't know. DJJ, what is it? It's like an arm machine. I don't know. It's confusing and scary looking. <laughs> it mimics like cross country skiing. It's terrifying. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, I can picture ter- it. It looks like a spider it. that's about to attack you. Oh, spooky. So I took a picture of it and I just tweeted at them and was like, number one, what is this? Number two, is it good for me? And three, how do I use it? And they responded on their podcast, but I wanted to play the clip because they talk about the Twitter handle because I asked them on Twitter, which yeah. is our Twitter handle is Love Your Podcast. Yep. So listen real quick. And then also, so this comes to us from at, uh, let's see, Love Your Podcast. Uh, at Love Your Podcast? Yeah, I think she just like dummy a site. A, she made a dummy uh, one just for this. Probably. Because <laughs> she's like, you know, didn't want you to know who's really asking this got question. It. Yeah, she didn't want to. Uh, yeah. Got she it. She says, and this is for you, Eugene, um, because you'll know what this is. Uh, Dear at the dumbbells, number one, what is this? Number two, is it good for me? And number three, what do I do with it? Anyway, they go on and they make fun of the handle a little bit and then they answer my question. So thanks, guys. Yay. Two for two. I know. What are we going to do next week? Oh, my gosh. We got to get on dumbbells again. I know. Do you think if I send them a picture of my arm and say, is yes. this good? Yes. They'll respond. Please. <laughs> it's someone else's turn. Sold. Okay. Let's jump into Recommendation Station where we, based on your um, participation in our social survey, we give you a podcast that we think you'll love listening to. Thank you for calling it a social survey. It sounds so professional. <laughs> I know, right? I made that more official Thank than it you. really is. <laughs> mm. So we asked folks to answer three questions, which were? Uh, number one, what is a movie, book, or TV show that you enjoy? Mm-hmm. Number two, what did you do on Saturday? Mm-hmm. That's very big. Number three, who is a celebrity that you hate? You don't have to really know why you hate them. In fact, it's preferred if it's like a beloved celebrity that you hate for no reason. Yeah. Like Oprah. Yeah, like exactly. Whatever. Who could hate Oprah? So this one comes in from Dane Johnson from Facebook. Um, on his a movie he loves is Predator. On... Saturday, he hi- he just put hike and champagne. So I don't know what was happening with the champagne. Yeah, like if he was, hi- I don't. I hope I hope there was hiking and drinking champagne simultaneously. Maybe, maybe. I don't. You know those like packs that have like yeah, water. like he had like a camelback. Full uh, he of has champagne. a camelback. That's what I'm hoping it was. <laughs> um, and then he hates Johnny Depp. And I thought that oh, DJJ would. One. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I thought DJJ would. DJ Jaywoo should recommend because he knows Dane a little bit better. And this is more in DJ Jaywoo's wheelhouse. Like if these are like boy things. So DJ Jaywoo, what do you think Dane should listen to? My recommendation for Dane would be a podcast called the fighting cock. And it is the podcast for all things Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, which See, is I his favorite have, yeah. soccer club Thank you, because in the world. I would not have known that. Um, t- can you just say that again? Tottenham Hotspur? Yeah, Tottenham Hotspur, which is, uh, <laughs> I don't actually know what that means. Uh, they're a London brain is football also club. malfunctioning today. That sounds fake. <laughs> sounds yeah, made up. I'm just making shit up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I believe it. Like, yeah. 
I made um, I made up the whole podcast. I, <laughs> like I, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, fooled me once. Uh, I'm just glad we brought in an expert for this one. Do you have a, is there a specific like episode or place for him to start? Um, well, so they I think they post weekly, um, and oh, they talk about all things about the cock. football club and like sort of the like what's and obviously the season started. Obviously, um, we didn't know that. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think I would start with maybe a good one is uh, the problem with deli, Ugh, which he would deli. know what deli means. Ugh. Not like a meat deli. Or I'm going to have to listen to that. Shop. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Thank Can't you. Thank you. Because I was when I saw that one and I was like, oh, no, I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not well equipped. Yeah. Like, we, we bring in the experts on the show and we don't know what we're talking about. Sometimes. Good other recommendation. Times we just I talk over each other. Exactly. Other times we just give bad advice. Right. <laughs> um, the second one is from a little lady called Cookie Purcell. Oh, we my love mom. Cookie. Uh, movie she loves. I know this about her. My Dinner with Andre is her favorite movie. She does one love of that movie. Favorites yeah. Also. Um, Saturday went to see the glass castle. What's that? It's a movie based on a book. Uh, who's in it? Um, there's, I don't know. It's, it was a recent movie. It sounds familiar. Um, it's, I don't know if you were denying that this was a possibility (laughs) or calling her bullshit, (laughs) but like, I checked. It's true. It's mostly that if she was doing it, it's probably something I'd also be interested in. So I'm like curious what it was. Yeah. Well, check it out. (laughs) Um, evil celebrity. Ooh, this is odd because she put Jimmy Fallon. That's a good one. But it's also odd because I ripped on Julie Jimmy Fallon last episode. Oh yeah. And people were like, what? (laughs) So it runs in my blood guys. That's true. But, um, I recommend to her a podcast called mother. May I sleep with podcast. It's the only podcast that I know of (laughs) that breaks down lifetime original movies. Oh my goodness. Um, My mother has been watching lifetime original movies forever as probably most mothers have. Um, I mean, and I, so I grew up on them also. Um, I always call my mom the lifetime original movie generator, ending generator, because like she watches two minutes and she knows everything that's going to happen in the entire movie. Like she spoils them like crazy because she just knows she gets the formula. That's so funny. So there's a couple that I thought she, she might like. She should start writing them if she knows. I know what's going to happen. I know. You know? Um, I think she'd enjoy the Mary Kay Letourneau one called All About American Girl. Um, there's one called Suburban Madness, which I just think she'd identify with. That's actually the title of my memoir. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, tw- that would be a great title for your memoir. I'd read that. Twisted Desire. That's DJ Jaywoo's memoir <laughs> title. so true. And my memoir title, ti- my memoir <laughs> title, Jody Arias, Dirty Little Secret. <laughs> They've been stealing our That's titles. The perfect title for your memoir. Yeah. Wait, we should play a game where out of all of the Lifetime original movie titles, like you have to pick one, one which one most reflects your life. I love it. It's so telling. And then yeah. we'll give you a podcast recommendation. Yeah, perfect. Stay tuned next time for this fun game. For the brand new Lifetime original movies presents Recommendation Station. How will we live? <laughs> Do you remember what that's from? It's from it's Penelope Cruz. Uh huh. Good because my because my impression is spot on. I remember that much. Not because you remember because it's perfect. And the movie is something I hadn't seen, but I think Johnny Depp is in it too. Ooh. Oh, but I can't remember. DJ J Wu is giving you hand signals that are not helpful. Like don't like. Oh, there we go. Uh, oh, nostril man. Yeah. Right. That's what that's <laughs> what they translated. You pointed in to your nose. Wait, give me I want to do more charades. Act it out. Oh blow. Yes. Good.
good, good. How will we live? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Good, good trading, DJ J. Wu. It's a pivotal moment. Yeah. In that film. Oh my god! In the podcast. For for those who couldn't see, he um, you know, sort of like wiped his finger along he his took nose out his as though he was snorting out of his cocaine. pocket and <laughs> snorted real cocaine. He didn't have to take it out of his pocket. It's sitting on the table. I know. It's all over the place. Actually, <laughs> it's kind of like itchy. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now podcast challenge time and last time i there's this podcast called lizard people and it's about conspiracy theories and it's just comedians that go over conspiracy theories and um there's three episodes that i wanted us to all go over because they're all kind of like in our fields of expertise so there's nickelodeon and mental illness and i thought dj Wu could review that one and then the catcher on the ride triggers the assassins one i could just give you a quick review since i work in publishing and uh-huh. then eric can talk about walt disney's Cryon, cryo, I can't say this word ever. Cryogenic. Thank you. You're welcome. Cryogenically frozen body. What did you think of the podcast? Since it was for you. Yeah. You okay. So I'll, I'll go first since you did challenge me. At, at a glance, I will say I totally loved it. Yay! And oh, at a glance. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, like without getting into details, mm-hmm. I, I loved okay. it. Um, and my younger sister, Lauren, um, totally got turned on to the podcast as well, just from you challenging me last week. So she says that. she's been loving it. I love it. Isn't that so cool? Now I don't care if you love it. I'm just kidding. I still care. <laughs> she is more important. Um, okay. So here's like, here's, the, I just, again, about the podcast, I love the setup. Like, it's, she is a skeptic. So the host is um, Catherine Hempstead and her guest on this episode, the the one about Disney, Walt Disney being cryogenically frozen, it was Rachel Chapman. Um, and I love that she gets someone who's like passionate about a conspiracy theory and she herself is a skeptic. So she sort of, sort of pushes back. And then at the end, she sort of gives a rating. It's just, it's a really fun sort of premise. I like it a lot. Um, so... Okay, apparently Walt Disney was, like, cremated. You probably know all this already. Mm -hmm. Apparently he was cremated, and then also, like, right before he died, he was really into cryogenics and, like, really fascinated by that. And then also right before he died, he started building Epcot at Walt Disney World, which was meant to apparently be, like, a livable society. Like, like a place where you could actually go and live and, like, get away from the world's troubles and it be sort of, like, this utopia. Because Epcot is, like, stands for an experimental prototype community of tomorrow. tomorrow. Again, of course, I knew you knew this. Um, So, anyway, combine these rumors about, like, all of these things swirling around his death. And the idea is that he himself... Had him, he had himself cryogenically frozen to be brought back to life when Epcot was a viable place to live. Yeah, I don't buy it though. I'm sort of with Catherine, the host and skeptic. I don't either, but isn't it fun? It's totally, and that's the whole point is like all of these like conspiracy theories are totally fun. Um, and even though I don't buy it, I totally loved listening to them to like discussing it. Yeah, and also that it could maybe scare some children. Like that's fingers fun. crossed yeah. they scare children. Um, I'm I'm excited to hear what you guys think about your your respective episodes. But other episodes that I'm excited to listen to are Hollywood human trafficking. Hello. I know. What a what an enticing it's title. My business. The Mothman. <laughs> duh. And secretly LGBTQ plus politicians. Ooh. I know, right? Interesting. You might be talking about that on a future episode. You should <gasps> well, bring, that, well. bring that one back. Um, okay, so again, overall rating. Love it. So fun. I'm I'm so glad you challenged me with it. Yay! Wait, before we jumped into your episodes, though, I want to know what you, Lauren, think about this because you're such a Disney file. Oh, I just always thought it was fun to like think about like walking under the castle thinking that yeah, he was up there. Like, I never believed it. Because people are guessing like where his body is. I just... 
I mean, it's in the castle. They're not guessing. Everyone knows it's in the castle. <laughs> well, but um, the the guest was saying how there are these underground tunnels that cast members there go through are, in there. But no. that, it's, I mean. I hear you. Yeah. Why anyway, not the castle? Okay, anyway. I love magic of all kinds, even ones like magic like this. Yes. In, in oh, castle. good. Yeah. G- good way to put that. I mean, what's the difference between Walt Disney's corpse being frozen in the castle? What's the difference between that and like. Cinderella's pumpkin, like it's uh, the sure, same thing. or even like, which like is more believable, believing in ghost stories or something. Right. Yeah, so true. Um, what's the haps with the Nickelodeon stuff? Oh, uh, so the Nick one, um, so it's it's more like conspiratorial as well, mm-hmm. and um, it's going over sort of the Nicktoons um, block of shows uh, that was probably like when so we were kids, so it was like ninety, like mid nineties to early 2000s yeah so it was like rugrats um hey arnold doug and uh there was one other show you remember the other show i never watched hey arnold but i think those were the only ones they talked about the only three okay i thought they talked about one more but anyways um yeah so so they kind of they give an overview of uh sort of like the the conspiracies that are floating around about this like and i think uh later in the episode it, it gets interesting just because i think well, one, I enjoyed the episode and it was funny, um, but also uh, just I thought it was interesting in the sense that, uh, you know, that I think the creative professions tend to draw in folks who have use it as an outlet. And so if you've had any kind of personal problems or experiences like that or like something dark happened to you, mm. um, you know, it it seems plausible that you could uh potentially flip that to turn it into something positive because you know obviously Rugrats is like a happy show or if if you're doing something for kids you might get a little bored like all these happy th- and you're like I just want something totally. a little secret yeah like yeah I can you, s- you, you've I, kind I of taken that. that that dark piece of your personality or your life mm-hmm. or something and kind of flipped it to help maybe it's almost like therapeutic for that person or that who are, that those people who are mm. creating the show or but anyways I thought that was a interesting take on that yeah, oh, and man. then there's a good one about the first episode of Doug and like his weird oh, yeah. neighbor and like and just Doug's lo- like tripping on acid and like yeah it's and Doug maybe was sexually assaulted like it's we, I hope I, we've hooked you in because like just go listen to it it's bonkers yeah and this is the whole idea where it's like I don't know what to believe about all these things but it's really f- interesting it to think me about want to rewatch Doug yeah <laughs> it's it is interesting to think about because if you can get it to fit it's like just a little more fun way of watching yeah it. totally even though it's totally fucked up. <laughs> But um, I don't know. Really quick, mine is just about um, Catcher in the Rye triggers assassins um, with Cassie Jerkins, and it's about how J.D. Salinger's Catcher in the Rye has like it's considered the classic teen angst bible. Like, mm, and, totally. and and, and oh, several assassins has been like found on in their stuff like before they tried to kill a president, like, or they like one threw it from a building after he made the attempt. Yeah. Like it's there all the time. And like, to me, I kind of actually believe that those are true, that those, the book was there, but then the conspiracy was more based on just like this tail spun afterwards, like what they believed in and like why it was there. And like, but I do believe that people had these, bo- had this book with them. It's yeah. like such, it's like the book, yeah. you know, of, I, I, I sort of believe it, but it was interesting to hear someone who was like so diehard believing that it was like causing the, you know, 
assassinations like right that's it, some messaging so into in the book it? like yeah these people yeah it was, it was just interesting to read into huh i i love that i mean it makes total sense this is like the quintessential outsider so someone mm-hmm. who might be driven to like a horrible violent act like that yeah of course would relate to an outsider and, and, and the fact that it's like a book for kids really you know like it's yeah. so twisted anyway well yeah that's a good point too that makes it really unique that it's yeah. like we were reading this as yet really young people I didn't think I enjoyed conspiracy podcasts, but I really liked the, I'm into this one because they're really funny and they pick really weird topics. Yeah, it's true. These are not like the sort of standard, like grassy knoll conspiracies. Right. Yeah. I love it. And I really like the host, Catherine Hempstead. I think she's so funny and, and guides these conversations really well. Thank you, lizard people. Now, what's for me? I am challenging you to one of my new favorite podcasts. Oh my gosh. I hope it's new for you too, because my last couple challenges have not been new. Um, Have you listened to Query with Cameron Esposito? Yes. No, but I haven't listened to all the episodes. Okay. You should give me a specific. I am going to give you a specific episode. I love her. Oh my gosh. Um, It's so amazing. So Cameron Esposito is a very funny comedian and a lesbian. And she also has the stand-up podcast with her wife, Rhea Butcher, Put Your Hands Together, which I love. I know we've had it on this show before. Um, So Query is all about her having like conversations with the movers and shakers in the LGBTQ plus community. And she gets some really incredible incredible guests i i've just i've every every episode i've loved so much um the guests range from like you know actors to activists to writers and all sorts of identities um and the episode i really want want you to listen to is with jen richards have you listened to that one no okay so jen richards is a trans actor and activist okay did no, you i i saw it but i i didn't oh it. it's a really good one and I love Jen Richards. I, I first was introduced to her through I Am Kate, which was that show, mm-hmm. that like docu-series about Caitlyn Jenner, mm-hmm. which Caitlyn Jenner is is challenging in a lot That's of ways. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. But um, the really good thing to come out of that docu-series, <laughs> that's, that's making it sound a little headier than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, that show were all of these trans women who they had on the show as sort of like her sounding board and the sort of like experts in the community, whatever, yeah, they whatever. Like had her, she was a consultant. Yeah, yeah, totally. So she is awesome and really smart and thoughtful. And um, I just loved that episode. So totally. go listen to Jen Richards on Queer with Cameron Esposito. I can't wait. Yay. I think it's impossible for me to find it's a podcast you have not listened well, to. Well, but I haven't listened to this episode, so that's why it's good that you're giving me a specific episode. Yes, perfect. Oh, I really love our um, challenges. Yeah. It's so fun. Um, and now a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor is Daily Harvest. I'm a huge fan of stem cell research. I mean, I don't just support it. I want to do it in my spare time. That's been hard in the past. I'm not a professional scientist. That's why I was so excited to see that there's a new service called Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest goes to hospitals every day and collects all the scraps of harvested cells. I mean, what are the doctors really going to do with those anyway? What a waste. Then they'll deliver them to your home in a freezer box so that you can harvest your own organs. Lauren, you know how much I love Dr. Dreadful's lab and also how much I hate waste. So this service is perfect for me and the millions of other Americans who share these ideals. Have you destroyed your liver by being an alcoholic? Cook up a new one. Want a new kidney? That's one of the funnest ones to make. Lack of testes? Finally, a solution. You can even make skin, hearts, and brains. You'll feel like a totally new person. 
Daily Harvest sends you just what you need to make the perfect organs. Nothing more, nothing less. They measure out everything for you, so throw away those measuring spoons. Well, maybe don't because you might need them for something else. But not this. Just go to dailyharvest.com, choose the organs you want to harvest, and choose your delivery window, and Daily Harvest will deliver the supplies to your house. Enter discount code podcast podcast and you'll receive a free box of blastocytes. Don't know what those are, but it sounds like something I should own and I definitely want them. Thanks, Daily Harvest. Wow. Honestly, yeah. before Daily Harvest, I was whenever I was harvesting organs, I was like, oh you my know, gosh. a cup and a half of this. It would take then, you all day. I'd be like, what are you doing today? And would be like, harvesting organs. Right? And I'd be and, like, see you next week. And huh. forget about hor- uh, harvesting the organs on the metric system. Oh it's my like gosh, I know. Impossible. I know. Vegas. So it's Thank been really you. helpful. God bless science. God bless science. And God bless Daily Harvest. <laughs> they didn't even tell us to say that. I just said that on my own. Wow. Yeah, well, you're becoming really good at pandering I to know. our sponsors. Ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> Should we jump into our first clip? Yo. Um, clip one is from the Sporkful. Uh, are you familiar? I am. Okay. Yes. Um, the Sporkful is a food podcast, but it's not for foodies. It's about how everyday people experience food. And it ends up being more about like race and people and culture. And um, this Dan Pashman is the host. And he does a series called Your Mom's Food. And this is part two, Midwest meets Marsala. And the series is all about um, how people... It dives into the food people grew up with and how it relates to the people they have decided to become as adults. And in this clip, he's interviewing Anne, who actually works for the show. And Anne grew up in Minnesota... And her mom, she grew up on like macaroni and cheese and fried steak and like real American food. And then fast forward to today, Anne is a vegetarian married to an Indian man, Sajan. And they seem to have a ton of issues uh, around food. And when Anne and Sajan come to visit Anne's mom in Minnesota, Sajan expects her to make the food he grew up with. But Anne's mom isn't used to it and, and doesn't like it. And this episode, I, I, I found this a long time ago, but it kept on returning to my brain. And I was mm. like, I think I need to talk about it because it's kind of like disturbing me a little bit. He feels sort of more protective of his food and keeping it going. You know, he feels somewhat entitled to sort of come here and have like the food that you guys cook, but also occasionally have some of the food that he likes to have. Really, honey, think about it. You're only here a short time, and I go out of my way to have things he can eat. And I'm sorry if he doesn't have his familiar tastes, but I didn't have any of my familiar tastes at your wedding or your engagement party. I'm glad to know that he feels like he should have some of his flavors. We'll try to do something about that. But I'm sorry, honey. I don't think Dad and I have ever done anything to not recognize his culture's food. And I think we've been very respectful of his vegetarianism. I don't think it's reasonable for him to expect that extra burden of extra cooking. And then when you cook it, you want us to eat it and we don't care for the spices. And for me, it's the texture of dal as well as the spices. As a child, I couldn't swallow rice because of the texture. Oh my gosh, really? I, I hated it. I used to tell my parents that I was giving it up for Lent. <laughs> and my mom didn't cook it a lot because my dad liked potatoes. But I could not swallow rice because of the texture. And and yogurt, you know, mixing yogurt and 
putting dough in it. I, you know, I just, I cannot even conceive of putting it in my mouth, much less being able to swallow it. I can't gag it down. I'm sorry. But I love the the bread and I love the things that I get at an Indian cafe, buffet, you know. Do you feel like I've given up more than Sajin has had to give up in terms of the balance of cultures and food cultures in, in our family? Probably. Probably because you don't eat anything from our culture at all at home. Were you ever concerned that maybe I was going too far, not looking out for myself? Definitely when you started dating Sajin, you bent over backwards to, to appeal to his family. Okay, so I made a few quick notes <laughs> while so I was listening to, to that say. again. I know, and like I that I didn't notice the first time. First of all, her, it just sounds like she's gonna burst into tears. The poor <laughs> she's mother. She's really upset by this. Yeah, and the yogurt is like gonna <laughs> push her over the edge. <laughs> she can't even imagine putting it in her mouth, let alone swallowing it. She says. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she's really thought about this, but and then like the way she just says like his flavors. Like I'm sorry, we can't have his flavors, and like even the way she says his vegetarianism. Mm. It's like she it's she hates she's coming from a bad place right now. Yeah. Like the spices, but I must say I have to. <laughs> I think I have a different reaction. Listen, watching you guys listen to that, I'm on her side. I want to know what you. You just have to pick a side right now. Oh, uh, the kids. Really? First of all, I think we need Han and Matt here from yeah. Hannah and Matt Know It we All. Should ask them our our advice podcast friends because they are so good at this stuff. But I, I yeah, I think just if I had to pick the kids. Uh yeah, I guess the kids too. I think I said. Oh my the gosh, kids. I can't believe it. Okay, well, well, tell tell us why you're on her side, and then I'll share why I'm on the kids' side. Well, I just don't think that Anne has done enough to go midway. You know, like oh, sorry, Anne when is you the say Her side. You mean the, the? I mean the mother's oh. side. I'm on the mother's side. Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah, like I think Anne is the child, and I don't think she's done enough to like go midway between her mother. Yeah. And, um, like, I don't think that, I think if Anne and Sajin go to their mother's, the mother's house, she shouldn't be expected to make Indian food that she doesn't know how to cook and that she can't stand eating. But the thing is, listening to her talk, you know this is about more than food. Mm. There, You're right. Like, it's telling a bigger story, but I don't care. You can't go to someone's house and be like, well, Sajin, maybe you you should cook. Like, I don't know, like, can you do it for a couple days? And also, you're coming to her house. Like, these are the foods that she eats. Yeah. Like, this is what she's comfortable with. And there were so many clips I wanted to play, I couldn't even decide. And there's a clip of Sajin talking, and he just sounds like a dick, I think. And he's like, he I, he doesn't understand why Ann's mom can't just make some beans or something. Like, you know, like, I, I just don't think he's being flexible enough. And I think it's Ann's job as the daughter to kind of go midway. And then yeah. you think about, like, it's this Midwest mom. Her daughter moves to New York. You We know, us Midwesterners know what this is like. Then marries someone from the Indian culture. And she probably just feels like she's losing her daughter. And this mm. is all coming out, you know. And turning into a bigger thing that has to be. And then at one point, Ann starts crying because she has a baby boy. And she starts saying, well, what happens if my baby doesn't want to eat the food that I make him one day? And the, and Anne's mother says, well, that's going to happen because another day your ba- you have your baby now, but he will find someone 
to nourish him in the way that I nourish, you know, that you nourished him. You'll find someone new and that's a good thing. Mm. That's what life is for. We find someone new. But the idea of not being able to feed your child anymore is actually a very sensitive spot for both of these women. Mm. And I just, there were so many points where I was like, oh my gosh, this is so loaded. So I, I really felt like she, it, you know, and like the mother agreed to go to a, uh, an Indian buffet when they're in town. Yeah. And Sajan was kind of rolling his eyes about that because it's not like a real Indian food. You know, it's kind of like, give her, this is a lot for this Midwestern mom. Yeah. And she's upset. Can't you tell she's upset? Right. And maybe she would give a little more if they just respected the few things that she cares about. Anyway, I've just talked about this way too much. I really want to hear what both of you have to say, mm. especially because you're a vegetarian mm-hmm. who married into a family that is not. Mm-hmm. And then DJ J. Wu, he married into my crazy family who all we eat is Italian <laughs> food. Okay, so go. <laughs> well, and you're also vegetarians. Yeah. It, that's true. It's the opposite. But I mean, my in-laws and my family on my husband's side is so wildly accommodating with food stuff. So I'm so grateful for that. But, I guess my feeling is that the mom here, remind me her name, the mom's name? I don't know, mom. Yeah, mom. Just Great. mom. Um, it doesn't really feel like she's actually tried anything. Like, it sounds like they only have her the food she cooks the, the whole time. What I will say is, I, I think you're right that, like, Sajin needs to maybe offer to, like, help teach her to cook these foods because maybe she's not, can't be expected to. But if that were my kid and like her husband, I would want to make him feel comfortable. And like, why wouldn't I just try a meal to make him feel more comfortable? And it just feels so simple. By the same token, as a vegetarian, if I was going into my in-laws house, I would never like demand that they made all vegetarian meals. I'd be grateful if they had something that, could work for me in addition to the meal. You know what I mean? But, but it's not like they're making meat. They're making vegetarian food. Right. That he can technically eat. But then why can't they also just try an Indian, like one Indian meal? I think in that you should listen to the whole thing. Cause I think they have, yeah, but it just okay. wasn't, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I think overlook. that's a problem too. Cause I didn't listen to the full clip. Yeah. The There's episode. a lot. There's a lot. And they even say at the end, Dan Pashman is like, we made it sound like he, Sajan never cooks and he sometimes does, but like listening to him talk, I just, I think he feels like he has to push back and he's pushing back. And this mom, it's mm. hurting her. Anyway, I go on. Yeah, on to, to your to your earlier point that it's like it's not just about cooking these meals. It's you, a larger thing. Do you think it's possible that Anne's mother is a racist, and this is just like, or maybe like culturally, just like I think there's so a lot of things, like you said, it's like a really loaded thing. I I don't like when you ask the question, who do you side with? I guess I was thinking, I don't actually really side with either of them. I think there's clearly like a breakdown in communication there, like someone is like i think one and should probably step up and and be um sort of the mediator here and yeah and kind of meet mm-hmm. be the one to like bring both parties yeah, to compromise mm. but She's then also uh i think her mother could probably afford to uh step out of her comfort zone a little bit and i think sajin probably needs to sack up and just fucking like, I think like it, it's it's i understand the 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 desire to want to protect your culture or your ethnic background um in a way but also you have to understand and i don't know they're they live in the united states obviously so like you're not you're no longer in your country of origin you're now in america so like 
there it's the rules are, are different now. Mm -hmm. And so, and maybe I'm like totally wrong in that sense, but I feel like there's like a give and take there that you have to understand. And if you aren't unwilling to, then you're going to hit these kind of roadblocks. I, I think that Saj that Anne's mother would give a little more if Sajin would give a little more. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think mm -hmm. that they're both kind of like, but that's where Anne comes into play. It's like, exactly. you can't just, yeah. and I feel like I've, uh, I've experienced this with my own like siblings and, or my own family, like, and, and growing up, like, uh, eating Asian food and, and also being super <laughs> Midwest, like <laughs> hot dogs and hamburgers. Um, and you know, being, uh, there's like a sense, there's like some embarrassment and some, uh, but then also like the free, that freedom to like, be like, I, I like both. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm like, my palate is like a lot more open than some people's, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, or, totally. You know. Can you talk a little bit about my family and what it's like eating with my family? Well, your family eats really well. So I don't know. Like it's very, it is very, uh, Limiting is the wrong word. You guys are like pretty open to trying stuff, but it it is a very set like there's a there's a very common set of foods that are always going to exist in that in that space for you guys. Italian food, yeah, <laughs> which is good. Who doesn't like, like Italian food? Yeah, but like and 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 not like not like greasy American Italian right. food. Mm -hmm. It's like like authentic fresh. Mm -hmm. Uh, just like fresh, clean eating. Do you, what would you do though? Do you, have you ever wished that my mother would make, try to make something? From no, no, I've never had that. I, no, I don't have that. Actually, I shouldn't say that we did try that one time and it was not good. We tried to make dumplings mm -hmm. and like we, like me and my mom tried to make them next to Justin and DJ Jay dumplings were like perfect, and ours we had to throw away. They looked like some, a baby barfed on a cookie <laughs> sheet. Like we tried, we tried, but that was a hard one. They were yeah, dumplings that's, a, that's a hard folding. To start. Please. Did you grow up making dumplings? Yeah, that's yeah. So my cool. mom, my mom would always make them on Sundays, and so I always liked to to tag along. So that was always fun. That's so yeah. So, she was like, "Put those little hands to work. Yeah, oh, faster, much. faster! <laughs> Crack the whip." Well, what about totally if? Worth it. What if I? Because this is what Anne did, and this. What if I did this? What if I suddenly was like, "I'm not eating Italian food anymore, and I'm not a vegetarian, and all I want to do is eat Taiwanese food all the time." And mom, why don't you eat it with me? Like, you know what I mean? What if I? And I started wearing like. Taiwanese clothes all over the place. Okay, just shoot me. I did Google image her. I've been like stalking her online. She seems oh. to have adopted the Indian lifestyle. Yeah. Like, which is fine, but that might add to her mother's discomfort. Mm. Like, what would you be weirded out if I completely embraced Taiwanese culture? Like, I was wearing different clothes and like clothes you weren't Well, it'd even be wearing. weird only because I'm, yeah. Right. I'm not fully ingrained right. in that either. Well, is, is Sajin like fully in like Indian culture? My brief stalking just showed pictures of her like with, you know, the bindi. Like maybe yeah. it was her wedding. Or, I don't know. But like she's definitely like transformed completely on. Like, yeah, she's adopted know. some of that culture. Right. So I don't know. Well, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like she went all in and that's great. And I think it, it obviously she did it because it she loves this person and really is happy. Right. But like why why does she feel like 
why does she feel like she needs to kind of it's kind of like turning turning your back on part of yourself and something that is so important to her mother i mean it really would be like if i started eating meat and only ate taiwanese food and didn't eat pasta wouldn't eat pasta anymore and then i came home to her house and was like mom can't you just make DJJ with some dumplings? What's wrong with you? Right. It's like what that would be like. And I would never do that. That would be upsetting. Yeah. The more you explain it, I, the more I think both parties are, are being a little stubborn mm-hmm. and, and unmoving. Well, I wanted a final answer, like a judge. Boop, boop. <laughs> that was that boop, boop yep. noise was my gavel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Get Monty the cat intern in here. He can be the final tie vote. any other last thoughts i feel like i talked way too much because i have so many thoughts about it no that's what made this a really good clip though now i just want some indian food if i'm really honest yeah i'm starting (laughs) to get hungry question djj would you wish that i cooked more asian food i feel like you do it like you will cook asian food in our house i just it's like i'm like ann's mom i'm like i don't know how like i won't i mess up rice djj Wu makes rice in our house like i don't even make rice the asian way though <laughs> well you do a better you don't set the apartment on fire when you do it so you're winning all i know is i can't even swallow rice it's i know i don't thing. even want to think about it in my mouth <laughs> oh my God, she was being a little dramatic but my can't eat rice my heart, my heart goes out to this woman i don't like, know i don't know she's <laughs> I think I, like I think if mom. Patty was back, she'd be on my side. Yeah, I bet you're right. Yeah. Okay, so it's an even. Yeah. Even. I didn't. I, I I rescind. I don't. I don't take a side in this one. I think they're both fucking up. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I'm. I've been saying also, yeah. but yeah. I feel for the mother seriously. Yeah. And I wish that Anne and Sajin would give a little more. So if I, I like to people to force people to pick sides, and I, I'm gonna side with Anne's mom. Poor, poor baby. I think even after discussion, I'm siding with. Okay. Anna that's interesting. Hodgkin. That's why I love, like, we disagree on all I this know. stuff. But, like, in a nice way. It's true, yeah. Because I, I totally hear and, and respect your yeah. uh, opinion. And I, it's not fair because I need to listen to the entire episode. Do it. Yeah. Asshole kids. <laughs> kids these days. Okay, so next clip. Uh, you know how much I love listening to podcasts. What? We have a whole podcast about it. Oh my god, I forgot for a <laughs> like, second. When I listen when I'm at work, I listen when I run, I listen on my commute. But as of a few years ago, my commute is now incredibly short, like 10, 15 minutes. Nope, wouldn't have taken the job. <laughs> not Sorry. enough podcasts <laughs> listening at time. But it's true, like so many podcasts are 40 minutes to an hour or whatever. So I found a podcast that's perfectly timed for my commute. Oh my gosh, it's like they made it for you. It is like they made it for me. Um, So it's TLDR. It's literally the, you know, initials TLDR, which stands, of course, for too long, didn't read. Um, It's like internet slang for when there's like a really long article and then they summate it with TLDR, too long, didn't read. Here's the short version. So it's from WNYC and it's a weekly podcast featuring short, interesting stories, mostly about the internet and its eccentricities. This episode is called Do You Believe in Magic? We were talking about magic earlier. Mm-hmm. We're always good at this about like I know theme, yeah, it comes together. Um, do you believe in magic? It's about um, purchasing spells on Etsy. <laughs> so writer Jaya Saxena, Saxena, I'm saying that wrong. My apologies. Who is featured on this episode um, decided to purchase a spell to intensify her and her husband's love life. Not that it needed any help, according to them, but it felt like it would be like a spell that was quantifiable, you know. 
Um, so they were traveling out of town right after the spell was cast, staying in an Airbnb when they both got a terrible stomach virus, which needless to say was not very conducive to romantic adventures. So here is what happened next. But at home, Victoria's magic may have popped up again. We got back and we were both better again and in our own house, at which point, yeah, the sex was great because we hadn't had sex in a week and a half. Jaya says that, if not magic, she now has a greater belief in the placebo effect. Because I feel like once it was out in the open that, hey, this is what I paid for, then I feel like it was on both of our minds a little bit more and then just continued to snowball It's like there. the secret, almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the secret. And as much as I, I have not read the secret and as much as I... don't as think I, anyone's actually read the secret. Right, but I, I, I believe that when it comes to something that you completely control like literally your own body and your own sex life (laughs) um that when you start thinking about things being better like that then yeah they sort of start changing okay lauren you've read everything have you read the secret no you haven't i i don't consider it a book (gasps) it's like a marketing tool i know it's sort of also interesting in that like if you know the concept of it, you like why do you have to still read the book? There's so much controversy around it too. It's- so yeah, this was like uh, one of Oprah's book club things, and she sort of like made it big. She used the language a lot on her show, but it's the idea that if you put something out into the universe, that it will happen. You sort of secret it. They turn secret into You're like, like a I verb. want a car, and you get a car. Yeah, or like I want cancer, and you get cancer. That was what the controversy was. <laughs> If you got cancer, it was because you did something. Like that was a big part. Oh, of it. really? Does it say yes. that in the book? Yep. That oh, was a good big or bad. It kind of came yep, from it was, you. Mm-hmm. That was a big. I believe parts of the, the secret and what they're talking about. It's like when you're thinking about something, yeah. you're visualizing it, and yeah. that brings a lot. So I do kind of believe in that, but that doesn't. That's not the secret. That they turned that idea into an entire marketing campaign that made them zillions of dollars. Yeah. So good job. Lots of money. Um, so also on this episode, host Meredith Haggerty purchased a money spell on Etsy. I just love this. I it's love like, this. You like, I did not know this existed and I love Oh it. my gosh. Um, well you love like psychics and stuff. Yeah. So you would purchase this like spells on Etsy? I would try Etsy? it out. I totally, we, I think I want to now. Oh my gosh. Which spell would you back. purchase? I don't know. I don't know. Something with, maybe something with the podcast. Maybe oh, like. one. Get another shout out on the dumbbells. <laughs> is that no, that's going to happen anyway. That that's going to happen anyway. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> I also like the idea that you're like looking through and it's like, you know, romantic connection spell, like money spell, get on the dumbbells podcast I'm sure spell. it's on there. I can't <laughs> be the only one. Okay, but Meredith did the money spell and she purchased a lottery ticket and actually won 10 bucks. Um and then she put on her spring coat for the first time in a few seasons and she found 20 bucks in her pocket. <laughs> um I put on my fall coat this morning and I also found $20 in my pocket and I did not get a spell. It's like you're looking for these things. It's so true. Well, and that's what she was like. The timing is kind of exciting, but she acknowledged that like Mm -hmm. she probably would have found that 20 bucks anyway. But who cares? Enjoy it. Enjoy your spell. Enjoy that you're like riding on a spell. Find the magic, just like you said. Well, and that's, that's why I really liked that clip because she was saying like, it's actually funny because because they were sick and away from home, then when they got back, they actually did get really romantic because it had been so long and right. so it worked but not in the way they thought but and she that's how magic gets you never the way you think you. but she acknowledged like it's probably partly because i told my husband i got this spell and they were thinking about it and sort of conscious about like their love mm-hmm. life and that kind of stuff 
Um, so point being, just tell your husband you bought the spell and don't do it. Oh my gosh, money saving tips. Cha-ching, cha-ching. cha-ching. <laughs> um, if you had to sell something on Etsy, I mean, you can sell a spell. Like what would you spell? Um, so what would you sell? DJ Jaywoo and I already tried to start an Etsy business. You did? We never actually put it online. Oh, we I know had what this is. We had it all set up. This is a good one. Tell people about we it. We make salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> using... <sighs> gigantic wrestling action figures oh my gosh so we just like glue salt and pepper shakers to them so it's like they're hugging the salt and pepper shakers yep. and then we glue them to bar coasters correct and there you go That's i mean it. should i not even have given this out because this is like these are like patent pending right nobody copy us yeah no one's but like they're awesome they're super awesome they're so we've awesome. given them as gifts and we we're always like we should do this on etsy because but you know what they're pretty damn expensive you have to buy the toys and like yeah it's very cheap. time consuming but well, so fun but if you were buying in bulk we could, yeah we could make it cheap. we need to yeah. look into it now i'm glad you reminded me of this yeah. because this idea died years ago and like i don't know we've got tons of free time let's let's work on it yeah you, you guys have you are the most non-busy people while I know. you were talking i just quit my job so i just Congratulations. my schedule freed up so wow. and also you have to move out of your apartment because you can't yeah. afford it anymore. and we're gonna have to call that spell lady <laughs> for some money <laughs> call her the spell lady wait if you had to pick one spell that you would buy on etsy what would you pick um you mean but are they like you have to choose one kind or like yeah. can you be really specific uh, let's say for this game, you can be really specific. Um, I think I'd want something. I'd want to be able to have a spell that makes me write, finish my book, oh, finish writing my book. One. Blammo. Well, I think that could be like a creativity or inspiration spell. I think that could exist. Well, I'm not even joking. I'm doing this. What's yours? What do you, what would you sell on Etsy? And what do you want your spell to be? Oh, good question. Um, I would sell good question. on Etsy. You made it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Good question that was mine that you asked me. <laughs> and also, I look really handsome today. Yeah. Um, I think I would sell like uh, like designed posters of like musical theater references. Oh, I love that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I could do... Um, like little illustrations of all the women who have played Gypsy on Broadway, like Mama oh, Rose on in Gypsy so on Broadway, good. or like little iconography of like the four things you need to get in order to have. Why don't you do that? Yeah, I've kind of already started it. <gasps> oh, cool. Um, I started doing it with patent um, pending, patent pending, pending, patent pending. With um, my favorite musical is Into the Woods, and there is like. The, this couple has to get these four things in order for this curse to be reversed or whatever. And so I want to like do little icons of the four things. I love that. I think you kind of did that. My mom's favorite movie, Italian movie is oh, yeah. Bread and Tulips. And yeah. I remember you did a really like, beautiful, like, an alt poster. Yeah, like taking some of the imagery from it. I yeah. love that. I love that because it looks like just beautiful art. And then if you know what you're looking at, you're like, yeah. Oh my God, like I love it. Well, I that's a it. great point. If I did it with like no words or anything, mm-hmm. it just kind of made it look art, art, artistic it's just beautiful but then if you know you it's like bonus yeah i love it and then i think the spell i would buy would be like a like a fertility spell oh like to get a baby easily to pregnant yourself to get pregnant okay i wish that would be a lot easier well try it i mean these spells are we'll supposed to do whatever you want okay great fertility just spell. read the secret yeah not that i'm like trying to get the baby right now but like i feel like i, I need time. a little help because yeah. that process is going to be tricky Okay, I like that. Thanks. What about you, DJ Jaywoo? What would you sell on Etsy? You can steal mine if you want. Uh, I need some help. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
the salt and pepper shakers, of course. Okay. That would be that's the your, bee's knees. It's your that's combined our, It's idea. our yeah, family yeah. business. Yeah, it's family <laughs> business. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, the potion. I would get... I love how he called it a potion, like, all on his own. <laughs> You're right. I would, have, I would do a foreign language potion. So Ooh. anytime I go traveling, I could drink it oh, and automatically on. be able to speak I that language. I feel like you're kind of breaking the rules. This yeah. is like an online spell. Oh, yeah, like spell. just like some person sits in their house and like pretends to You don't to get do no potion. I don't yeah. know. Which Fine, then I'll just take the leave. foreign language yeah. spell. spell. Perfect. Okay. And then in, if you're so into potions, I think you should sell. <laughs> he's, so into, he's so into potions. <laughs> I think you should sell your homemade dumplings potions. as potions. So it's like you can oh get a foreign language dumpling and you eat it when you want to get a foreign language. Wait, DJ J, can you say the word potion in a Chillicothe accent? <gasps> Po- potion? potion? <laughs> I knew it was oh going to be like gosh. that. <laughs> Southern Ohio is a really specific potion. accent. It's like... Wait, uh, can you tell it's them? It's kind of Appalachian. No one yeah, else is going to think this is funny. The... What your bus driver used to say all the time. No one. Else, I don't know why I think this is so I funny. I already think it's funny. She used to always say... Because we'd be pushing each other on the bus to get out of the out of the bus, and so she'd be like, "Stop pushing each other!" <laughs> but like, why was everyone pushing each other? It's like this. I'm just picturing all these little kids like pushing, and her being like, "Stop!" Like, why are you guys pushing each other? Everyone's getting off the Sweet bus. I love Mrs. the story. Brown. I don't know why. I love picturing her yelling at these kids, and like, why are the pushing? Anyway, oh my god, that's one of those things I don't think everyone shares in my <laughs> delight. And I make DJ J would tell me that story every night. We it's like my aggressive. bedtime story. I'm we like, I'm like, I'm getting sleepy. Tell me the story. <laughs> and he does. Can we end every episode with a clip of DJ J was saying, "Stop pushing." <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. That Thanks for humoring really me. Happy. Okay. Um, I think it's time for a jingle jingle. Yeah. Wait. The last thing I'll say about that clip oh, is sorry. that sadly, um, TLDR is no longer active. Of course. But. They have some great episodes in their archive, and you should go tear through them be. like I do. Oh, yeah. Bring TLDR back to life. Yeah. To, from, yeah it turns out we have a lot from your of spell work. At Etsy's ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jingle Jangle. This is the segment where... Is that what you, is that what you yeah. said? I'm not listening. Yeah, I'm not listening either. <laughs> this we're is millennials. Where <laughs> we're millennials who talk over each other and whisper about true crime. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> This is where we talk about something musical on a podcast, be it a, you know... Anything to tap your toots to, as we like to say. Um, Okay, so you guys know that I love musicals in addition to loving podcasts. Um, And we also know that Lauren's hate for Hamilton has really complicated our friendship. Mm. But it, it should be no surprise that I'm super excited about this brand new podcast that creates an improvised musical every week. Love it. So good. So each episode hosts Jessica McKenna and Zach Reno, who are musicians and UCB comedians and improvisers, have a guest with similar musical proclivities, and through their conversation, they create a completely original musical, complete with original songs. So they sort of like take what they're talking about and just like musicalize it right up on, right on the spot. They just make it up. If you're in a musical theater, if you're not in a musical theater, rather... Don't worry. This is not like smarmy, like show toony. This is very funny. So in this clip from the very first episode called Shrugging Destiny, Jessica and Zach are joined by comedian Paula Tompkins, who you probably know from Mr. Show or Comedy Bang Bang, in singing an improvised song about how to deal 
with children who aren't good at a thing. <laughs> it's so good. I'm laughing already. Oh my gosh. Their their children, um, or sorry, their feeling is that we're all like a little overly congratulatory of kids just for attempting a thing. So in this case, um, the thing they're attempting is a terrible school play. Here it is. You gotta crush a kid's dreams to watch them fly. You gotta take their wings and rip them off. And when they ask you why, you tell them you are not good at this. You gotta do something else. So take that dream you have and put it on a fucking shelf. Oh, hi, Dad. Uh, hi, what'd you think? Bradley? Yeah? Stop. What? Talking? Yes. So you can tell me how great it was? You were bad. No, what? Bad doesn't describe what you did. Because bad is a thing that is better than what you did, which was total shit. Oh, I dude. don't want you to act anymore. In fact, go home right now. You drove me. No, I'm gonna have to find your own way back. Ooh, guys, that was hard, but I'm glad I did it. Oh, your kids are coming up. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, Mom. Oh, hi, sweetheart. Did you hear my solo? I did. It hurt my ears. What? Made my ears feel bad. <laughs> Watching you try and fail so totally bad. It made me really sad. So why don't you stop what you're doing? I wish we could take back this night. Oh my god. <laughs> if you think that that was okay, then you were definitely not right. Okay, well just drive me home, alright? Nope, find your own way home. Wait, what? <laughs> You're right, and it's so freeing. It hurts, but you have to do it. You're going to feel so much better after. I hope so, because I couldn't feel worse right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think we all need to just go list to everything, because that's so good. It's so good. The, the whole so episode funny. and the whole like series is really funny. Um, my favorite is, quote, I wish we could take this take back this night. I love how no one will drive him home. <laughs> I know they have to find their own way home. I like it when the dad so is bad. like, that wasn't bad. That I don't know. That was bad. <laughs> that was, was better. That, bad. Yeah. yeah, I can't do it. Oh obviously. my gosh, because so, it's hard. This is one of those things that's like way harder to do than anyone could ever imagine. It it's is. So good. I know. Like the songs are actually impressive and like good and all that stuff. It's so funny. Um, other songs from this episode include "Put Yourself First, No One Wants to Eat at Chipotle," and "Dang Dang Dang." Oh my <laughs> and of gosh. course, the titular reference: "Shrug It Off." I love it. I love it so so much. It's so funny. It's really good. Everyone should definitely check it out. It's um, Off Book, the improvised musical. I was I was trying to tap my toots, but I was laughing too hard. So sorry. Guilty. Bust a gut. (laughs) Should we jump into no comment? Yes. This is the segment where I'm just gonna play. I'm gonna introduce it, play it, and then zip my lips. No talking. And me especially because I've gotten in (laughs) trouble recently. You've gotten some comments on iTunes. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is from Nancy, which I know we've talked about before. Um, it's um, Kathy Two and Tobin Lowe kind of talk about like gay and lesbian issues. Um, and this is episode number 13, It's You. And the guest is a teacher named Esther Goadsman. And they're talking about Esther's class. There's some third graders in New York who are studying civil rights, specifically the case of Gavin Grimm, who's a transgender man who's fighting the Supreme Court so that transgender people could use the bathroom of their choice in New York. 
And one of the kids in the clip points out, like, it was kind of confusing, but, like, the case got moved down to a lower court, as one of the kids points out, because of Donald Trump. Like, it's just trying to explain this to kids is, like, crazy. But you have to listen to the whole thing, but this is the part where the kids end up meeting Gavin. And Gavin comes to their school, and Gavin, in this clip, Gavin is reading the letters that the kids sent him, and you get to hear about how they reacted when they found out Gavin would be coming to their classroom. And I just re-listened to this this morning, and I started to cry. Dear Gavin, I feel like I know you. My name is Esther, and I'm a third grade teacher at a school in New York. My class has been studying the history of civil rights in the U.S., so over the past month, my students have been thinking about you and learning about the lives of trans youth. I will let their letters and thoughts speak for themselves, but I did want to share that when my students learned that you wouldn't be going to the Supreme Court, they cried. Oh my God. They debated whether to still send their letters to you or not, and some of them still feel nervous that these letters will make you feel sad, but ultimately we want you to have them because, quote, we still have Gavin's back forever. In love and solidarity, Esther. When they found out he was coming on Friday, they, like, it was, I keep saying it was like a, what you see, like, old footage from a Beatles concert in the 60s. I was, like, jumping up and down, and I was so happy because I really want to see Gavin, like, in person. One of the kids stood up and threw her fist up into the air and yelled, this is going to be lit. <laughs> they just, like, lost it. All right, no comment. There it is. Mm-hmm. I have thoughts, but I won't say them. I don't want to hear them. Well, you can tell me later. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, I'll tell you after. Perfect. Should we jump into segment segment where we talk about non-podcast related things because we're really dynamic and, and interesting people? Yes. <laughs> um, I had one that w- that's like not that exciting. It's the it's just to watch The Good Place on NBC because it's really funny with Kristen. <gasps> Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. We've been watching, watching it. Love it. Okay, but what a surprise. I yeah. changed my mind about <laughs> because you guys telling me to go do my Etsy thing has made me like, yeah, I should really do that Etsy thing. So yeah. my segment segment is to surround Fuck yourself that show. with friends who will like inspire you to <gasps> do fun creative stuff. Yay! I I love that one. This is gonna be lit. Yeah, this is gonna be lit. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's, That's my segment. Great. Yeah. That's the best one ever. Yeah. I love Thanks, that one. I agree. I wish I could steal it. And also what, what we were talking about before we started recording about some of your creative endeavors that you and mm-hmm. some other people are doing, like that makes me excited. It makes me feel like I want to have a project that is like all mine. You know what? That's really important to like, we're working on two different things, two yeah. totally different things, but yeah. we should talk about it. Yeah. It's still creative and it's still inspiring. It makes you want to go home and do it. Good point. Yeah, so, it does. Yeah. It, it's inspiring. So let's talk about it more. Yeah. I dig that. Um, DJ Jaywoo, your turn. My segment segment is uh, a wonderful young adult novel called The Hazelwood. I read it last weekend on like two days and it's by Melissa Albert and it is an awesome book about uh, a mom and her daughter and the mom gets kidnapped and she goes to find her and that's all I can tell you about it because craziness ensues and it's got a bit touch of fantasy to it and it is um, just this she's crafted this beautiful uh, universe uh, with it and it and it just it it's a page turner it's good yeah it I think you should mention it's not of this world it's not like she disappears like runs away it's like a different world right mm. yeah it yeah. is literally not a not and of this world. Melissa is like one of my closest friends so it's so exciting to see the success yeah of it's this coming out in January beautiful book. so how cool yeah and it's like it's dope it's like uh Sony bought the rights to the movie <gasps> and oh my gosh. or to 
bought the rights to make a movie if they so choose. And she is such a talented writer. Yeah, and it's she's, such a great story. She's really great. Oh, I agree. Ah, oh, love them both. Love them <laughs> both. Love them both. <laughs> that was that was like the highlight of my weekend was getting to finish it. So. That's awesome. Just FYI, yeah. the highlight of his weekend was that because I wasn't here. <laughs> I was in Disney World. If you were here, his highlight would have been mm-hmm. smooching his wife. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, mine is just this Instagram account called Satisfaction Clip. And it's literally just like videos of satisfying things like bubbles being popped uh. and things being smushed. <laughs> and like, I'm not even kidding. It relaxes me so much. It's like things being cut or like jello molds being someone's hands in jello, just like squishing it and like yeah. pounding colors, like very colorful items. Like, it's all kind of like grotesque and weird and satisfying. And I, I literally could watch all of them over and over and over again. And when I get stressed out, I'm not even kidding. I go like, like glue picking up beads and, um, you know, AMSR, is that what that's called? When like sounds soothe you, Oh, you know what that, those videos, there's like videos of like soothing sounds. Oh, interesting. And I thought I might have that because I, but it's not just the sounds. It's the visuals that really, really relax me, but it's also the sounds. There's sounds of like beads clacking together, things squishing together and like tactile. I go follow it right now and it will. Interesting. I'm really like, I'm looking at them like incorporate some like, um, pink powder into some like gelatinous, Substance. Yeah, like lots of glitters and like balloons popping. I'll have to visit this when I'm feeling anxious. Yeah. Good one. Good segment segments all that around. I feel like I'm a better person just from those segment segments. Same. And Lauren, our last, two, our last two episodes have been with guests, which had, they've been awesome guests, but I've really loved just being back in the saddle with I just know. you and DJ Jaywoo. Turns out we can do it after we all, can do but it. not without Kara. It's true. Thanks to our editor, Kara. And thanks to all of you for listening and submitting and rating us on iTunes and calling the big listen and all the wonderful things you do to support us. Yeah, we love you.